This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we have a jam-packed, exciting episode with all kinds of information. Um, some of the things we're going to get into is we've got a really exciting fossil section with a new penguin discovery with even feathers and the bill color being identified, a new T-Rex uh, and other things. We're going to talk about the gemstone of the year, a new gold discovery in Poland. We're going to talk about organic stones. We're going to go over how to clean your diamond at home, something we've talked about before, but I think it's worth repeating. We're going to talk about the difference between agate and jasper that's going to be our keynote address and a few human interest stories as well but before we get into that i just want to thank everyone our audience has become huge um starting with the least amount of members first i'd like to go through all the countries and i don't do this very often but I like to do it once in a while just to thank the people around the world that are tuning into our podcast um, we've got Ireland, we've got Iran, Switzerland, Thailand, Portugal, France, Germany, Netherlands, Spain, New Zealand, Chile, Turkey, Poland, Israel, Mexico, Brazil, India, Romania, Finland, Denmark, South Africa, Sweden, Italy, Algeria, South Korea, Kenya, Indonesia, and then some of our um, larger numbers of listeners are in the UK, uh, 1% of our listeners there. Australia, we have 2%, and Canada, 4%, and then the remaining percentages are in the United States. I want to thank you guys all around the world for tuning into our podcast and supporting all things rocks, gems, minerals, and lapidary. And please reach out to us, communicate with us, let us know what you're interested in hearing. I always talk about our blog uh, site. We usually, at the bottom of every blog, there's all our links for social media generally. Um, you can find them. You just go to um, radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com, and I will put that in the description. But we're everywhere. We're MeWe. Uh, you can find us on MeWe at Radical Rocks. Um, you can find us uh, also on uh, uh, Parlor. Uh, hashtag Radical Rocks. You can find us um, on LinkedIn, Radical Rocks, Shane, uh, Shane at Radical Rocks. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Radical Rocks again. So uh, just look us up and uh, get connected and check it out because we have all sorts of interesting blogs over there on the blog site and uh, we have a few videos on YouTube. And, of course, tons and tons of podcasts which are timeless and can be listened to. Um, very, very little information from from any podcast is dated. Most of the information is timeless, so you can go back and listen to all those. Share them with your friends. Remember, this: uh, we're not selling anything at this time. We're just depending on your likes, your comments, your sharing. And we have been able to take the... Um, the small amount of money that is generated through um, through just your attention, basically. No donations or anything like that. We've been able to donate um, many dollars in rocks uh, and uh, $23 to uh, organizations and $30 for uh, another organization. So we've actually donated more in dollars than what we've made in this uh 
in this whole endeavor and you are helping make it happen by doing that by being a part of it by sharing it if we can get our audience up higher then hopefully we can do more outreaches and education work and donating to the others that do that as well okay with some of our proceeds and help build our channels and our outreach and our content so let's get right into some of this amazing information um first a human interest story this is found at the squim gazette it's s-e-q-u-i-m gazette.com and uh, just a little article about don damon of don's rocks and wood he's displaying his rocks and minerals and gems and petrified wood at the local sequim farmers and artisans market and um, this photo was taken by emma jane garcia and it was posted on august the 26th but he's just loved uh rocks and especially petrified wood since he was like a very young person of five years of age and he's got wood from almost every state this is his passion just a great human interest story they got a nice picture of his display there if you want to check that out now Let's go into the organic gemstone market. Uh, I found an interesting article at the dailychronicle.in and what they're talking there about is organic gemstones. Sometimes we forget about those because we're into rocks and minerals and but you know there is that line of organic gemstones and these are kind of a renewable thing. So I mean with that in mind uh, it's kind of nice to have that in your um collection or if you are making things and giving them for someone who is more organic uh, and green this could be uh, something that might be more palatable to them but the article goes on to talk about this market is growing and uh, there is just so many types of organic gems and minerals now some of these and uh, this isn't meant to be a comprehensive list but there's amber you know there's lots of amber jewelry uh, you've got pearls you've got a uh, coral jet uh, and then another uh, mineral here which I didn't do any research on but it's called uh, trindensinae and uh, these things are you know easy to get there's all kinds of different pearls we've done podcast on pearls there's freshwater pearls there's saltwater pearls there's a lot of petrified coral i'm not saying you should go out and harvest coral in the ocean but coral does break off and come into the beach and things like that and that's a low impact uh, thing and also fossilized coil uh, coral is found as well so these things are renewable also jet you know i don't know if you know about jet we talked about jet but uh that uh, is from an extinct tree but uh it is an organic mineral, so not a renewable one, but at least an organic one. Now, I want to talk about uh, a gold rush discovery. I don't know if I mentioned this in the introduction, but there has been tons of gold that have been discovered in a village in Poland. Um, Silesian village, I guess is how you pronounce it. S-I-L-E-S-I-A-N. This was uh, posted on August 27th by Annie Kathim, and you can find it at thefirstnews.com. Got a picture of a really awesome gold nugget here. I don't know. It says that, uh, doesn't really say where the picture came from, but it says a ton of pure gold along with 5,000 tons of gold ore has been found at a site in Poland. 
So this is a massive dis, uh, discovery. The town is only some 350 people, but uh, this is pretty exciting. They're hoping that it will add to uh, tourism and uh, hopefully jobs and things like that can come to the area. But this is the most significant find of its kind since World War II, and uh, I'm sure they're very happy to find it. It's an old area in general that uh, they knew there was some gold in the area, but this uh, particular geologist here found this spot here. They did some drilling and uh, now they're looking at uh, recovering it and also looking for other deposits to see if they just struck lightning there or if there is a, maybe even a bigger mineral bed. Um, hopefully there is. Uh, wouldn't that be nice for them? Now, let's do a little bit of dinosaur talk. Um, I might jump around a little bit, so please forgive me. It is in the Science News uh, article. It's sciencedaily.com. This was written August the 27th, and uh, no, no site is sorted except for the University of Manchester, but they have found these rare dinosaur, dinosaur embryos, so like an egg, that are their seropods, and they have these rhino-like horns. And uh, they're saying that these came back from uh, the Jurassic area. And um, they've uh, x-rayed these. They're from Argentina, by the way. And um, they could see these little horns there. So pretty interesting. I don't see any pictures of it, but there might be some more articles that come out in the future that have some uh, pictures. Now, also in Dinosaur News on the uh, Fox news.com they says 166 million year old stegosaurus fossil found in scotland so here's another interesting dinosaur found in scotland the stegosaurus uh, has the huge plates uh, that go up and down its spine two ridges from tail to head uh, kind of a tall dinosaur probably lived in the water area and um, these were huge creatures they haven't found a lot of these but uh these are some pretty good ones here. The bone is about over three feet in length and was found uh, as a, a boulder on shore. So hopefully they can find some more pieces to it. I mean, this is just a very small piece here. So, um, But it, an exciting fossil discovery for Scotland nonetheless. Um, a discovery of a uh, new sloth. Um, this sloth is found in uh, Costa Rica. It's a new uh, variety or species uh, that you know is now extinct, of course. But uh, they found that, and uh, they found some limbs, molars, skull fragments, vertebrae, and they can kind of size it up and see that uh, this creature is different than the other ones. But it is a sloth, and um, they felt. Uh, let's see, did they have the size here? They said it is. Uh, one of the larger sized ones, they don't give the exact size. But anyway, neat discovery there in Costa Rica. Uh, next, let's see if we can get the dinosaur news out of the way. Uh, that is not it. Oh, ancient penguin discovered in New Zealand. Now, I read several different articles on this, but the ones I've got now is uh, physics.org. It's uh, The website is phys.org. The article was written on August the 12th. It says, Ancient Crested Penguin Fossil Found in New Zealand, credited to Bob Yurka. And uh, he talks about this. He's saying it's uh, uh, for for the years that they give, usually they, they're going, you know, millions and millions and billions of years ago. This one's only 3.36 million years ago, they feel it was, found on the North Island. And uh, I was reading some other articles that also came with some yellow feather. 
and also that it had a red beak. So this fossil really preserved a lot of information on this. They found a leg, a rib, and a wing, and a skull, the jaw, and a beak. Um, they've identified the particular uh, type. Uh, it is a crested type, and it has these feathers that grow out the side of its head. Maybe you've seen some of the modern type that are like that in the sub-Antarctic uh, islands where they have the kind of looks like a flat on the top, and then the feathers shoot out to the left and to the right. Um, so they found that with yellow uh, feathers. Very interesting. They said the bill was not quite as wide as modern penguins, which suggests they might have had a, a different food source than uh, today's modern birds. Okay, and uh, it looks like they were about the same size as today's. Does not really give any size, but that's what you've got on that. Um, one more dinosaur species. Whoops, we got a little blocking here. Okay, a new dinosaur related to the Trianosaurus rex, the T-Rex, and this was discovered in England. You can find this on CNN.com. The article's by Jesse Ewing. Uh, it's Y-E-U-N-G, and that was published on August the 12th, and she talks about this T-Rex here. was found on the Isle of Wight, which seems to be where they find a lot of these dinosaur bones in England, and uh, they said that the dinosaur would have measured about 4 meters, which is 13 feet. It is a pteropod-type dinosaur, uh, carnivorous, walking on two legs, and um, just uh, really neat. They've only found a few bones on it, but uh, they've matched it up with similar uh, dinosaurs, and they feel that this is in that family. So... Here's another uh, another discovery. Hopefully they find more bones. Okay, um, I think that's it for dinosaurs. If we missed anything, we'll try to go back and get it. Now, here's an interesting human interest article on the Richmond.com uh, website for, um, let's see, uh, August 25th, and it's called Rockhounds Wind. Powhatan Little League Advanced T-Ball Championship, and I just thought it was interesting. I couldn't read the whole article. They had it kind of tied off. They want you to answer some questions and all this stuff, but it shows the team there, and they're actually called the Rockhounds, so I thought that was pretty cool. The Richmond Times-Dispatch um, is uh, where that was written, but you can find it on richmond.com. So that was a nice little human interest story. Now, how to clean a diamond. Now, we've talked about this before, but I thought it bared repeating because a lot of people have diamonds. Maybe they've forgotten the article or uh, maybe they missed it. But, you know, if you go to the jeweler, um, you've got to wait in line, you've got to hand your jewelry over or whatever. You may not want to do that, right? Um, you can buy these industrial-grade uh, cleaning fluids and things like that. Um, yeah, you can do that, but the ultrasound, uh, ultrasonic cleansers, you know, those sometimes um, can loosen your stone or even chip the the griddle um, of the of the diamonds and make them chip each other or um, make just cause havoc on your stone. So you may not want to do that. But one of the things you can do is just use a very soft uh, brush and uh, mild dish soap, water, measuring cup, measuring spoon, bowl. Um, you know, toothbrush, whatnot, or microfiber cloth is also good. And you just put four cups of water with one teaspoon of a mild dish soap. I usually like to use like a, um, like ivory or something like that. You could even use a natural biodegradable soap, anything like that. It just uh, re lowers the tension of water. And um, let it soak for, you know, about 20 minutes or so. And then uh, just brush off the excess dirt from the nooks and crannies. And, um, you know, rinse it off and then dry it. 
um, kind of, uh, you know, buff it. Don't let the cloth snag into the ring, but uh, make sure that you clean it with your microfiber. And um, then, you know, any tarnish on the ring, if it happens to be silver, I mean, most people have gold and stuff on diamonds, but uh, just kind of clean that up a little bit and poof, there your ring is going to look a lot better right off the bat, very quickly and affordable, and you can do it at home. Okay, um, another little human interest Oh, no, that's the same one where we talked about the rock hounds. Um, another human interest story here. This is on the cinemablend.com. It was written by Adrena Jones, published on August 19th. Um, I missed this um, at the last um, podcast, but the uh, Discovery, Discovery Channel's Jesse Goins died at 60 while filming on the set of The Gold Rush. So that's very sad for those of us that enjoy... Uh, the Gold Rush uh, shows, the Discovery Channel shows. Uh, Jesse Goins uh, for Discovery Channel has died at 60. Uh, unfortunately, he he died um, on the set when he was uh, taking a break in between this filming and stuff. Uh, he was the um, on the show. He was the like the tender of uh, of the you know the operator, the gold room operator, and a gold miner and worked with the star of the series, Dave Turin, for the spinoff show, Gold Rush, Dave Turin's Lost Mine. And uh, he'd been doing uh, 15 episodes so far. And unfortunately, his last episode will be on, uh, is the the May 29th episode, which um, will probably be, uh, has already been seen. So that's, uh, that's sad. So rest in peace and... Uh, Welcome to the new streets of gold. Now, another human interest story. Uh, Pilbara prospector Jean-Paul Turricotta dies, age 80, taking another gold discovery to his grave. Um, Mysterious and kind of a sad story here. This is on abc.net.au and uh, was posted on August the 19th. And it was by uh, Kelly Gudgeon. And this person here, Jean Paul Turcotta of Rudol River, um, he was a French prospector who actually came to Australia, and this was written in Australia. And uh, he discovered he discovered a major, major gold discovery, the Telfer Gold Mine. He had discovered it 50 years earlier, and all he ever wanted, um, so he said was credit for this discovery of this gold mine and he had been in this area that was undiscovered and in in the harsh desert area over there in in this uh, pas pascal hills and um he did uh, eventually get some recognition he was given a few thousand dollars uh for for uh f- for it and uh, but he he never did really get the recognition um, that he wanted. He didn't get like formally accredited with finding the mine, even though he did get this little kind of payoff thing. But he said, "This is not my only discovery," and he was kind of bitter about this. And he said, "I found a discovery that's even greater than this, but I'm not going to tell anybody about it. And I'm taking this location of that gold mine to my grave." And that's exactly what he did. He never told anybody, and now he's passed away and uh, finding gold and hopefully in heaven. Now, gemstone of the year, and then we'll get on to our keynote addressed. 
probably not hard to figure out that the gemstone of the year for 2020 is tanzanite. Uh, in the digitaljournal.com, uh, digitaljournal.com um, press release here, uh, we don't see a date and don't see a credit for this. So I guess I guess it is what it is. But it says um, that this tanzanite has been the mineral of the year. Um, it is the beautiful blue zoisite found at Mount Kilimanjaro and uh, has been mined since the late 60s. We know that this is more valuable than diamonds. Uh, it's a small area in an eight square mile area that is mined and the colors vary but this blue is the rarest and most valuable color of them all. The more blue, the more vivid and there's also a link that uh, shows the latest discoveries, the huge discoveries from uh, from that man uh, that found him. I forget his name now, but uh, he's found the two, three largest, uh, I think, yeah, I think the three largest Tanzanite gemstones ever found in history and uh, made millions of dollars, U.S. dollars, in finding them. So let's move on to our keynote address. Now I want to give credit to where this comes from. Um, our friends over at, I'm going to give you all the proper information, the Searchers Club. The Searchers Club is in Orange County, California, and there are some real dedicated members there that put a lot into this club, into their field trips. You want to join that club if you want a great rock club, Jim uh, Mineral and Rock Club. Their newsletter has some great um, links on it, educational. Um, they have been planning for their next show. They um, always have classes. Um, just really good. So you might want to look at that. But on their newsletter, um, that uh, apparently they got it from geology.com, the question is, what is the difference between agate and jasper? And there's a photo here um, by Erin Bradford and, um, oh no, jasper photo by Erin Bradford, agate photo by Athed Safarilith tricky name. But anyway, the quickest way to tell the difference between agate and jasper, if you're new to this, is just put a flashlight through it. Um, definitely you're not going to see the light through jasper. If it's agate, you might. You might see some light glowing through it. The more comp, uh, complex answer is that it's not always straightforward. The simple science between the question is that both agates and jaspers are comprised of quartz, which is the most common mineral on the planet. Quartz is comprised of two major types of uh, crystals. You've got the uh, macro crystal, large crystals, and the crypto crystal, which is a small crystal. And now here's where it gets confusing. One major variety of the crypto crystalline quartz is chalcedony. Chalcedony includes carnelia, chrysophase, agate, bloodstone, jasper, and others. So when chalcedony is concentrically banded, it's called agate. Occasionally the banding is larger than the crystal and the banding is not visible like with most carnelian. Subvarieties of chalcedony is, is opaque. It's quartz and it's called jasper. Jasper can be banded or straighted. It can be have all sorts of different patterns depending on how it was formed. Most common colors are yellow, 
uh, red, green, brown, or a mixture of these colors. Jasper is an opaque rock of virtually any color streaming from the mineral content of the original sediments or ash. Patterns arise during the consolidation process, forming flow and depositational patterns in the original silica-rich sediments or volcanic ash. Hydrothermal circulation is generally thought to be required in the formation of jasper. The banding in agate is based on periodic changes in the translucency of the agate substance. Layers appear darker when they are more translucent. This may appear reversed in transmuted light. The effect may be accomplished and amplified by changes in color of neighboring layers due to other uh, co-precipitated minerals. So you can go into some really deep studies on why jasper is jasper, what makes the patterns in jasper, what makes it bracated, what makes it obicular, what makes it, you know, look, uh, have, um, different designs in it, like the moss or the tubes or, um, other ones that I just can't think of right now. And then agate typically is got your bands around the outside edges, but sometimes it can be long and it doesn't really look like bands and it could have these, um, um, uh, like wings, sometimes they'll call it uh, agate winged, you know, um, sometimes it can be that, but it still has a banding, however it formed, and uh, also can have other intricacies within it that are much like a jasper. So you just amazing combinations that you get studying those and learning the basics of how they form and what makes a design and a pattern the way it is, or what makes a color that color or another color or what separates them is really an amazing study and takes you to another level of appreciation for your jasper or your agate. So with that, folks, I want to thank you all for tuning in. You all are gems to me um, for being a part of this and for um, sharing and contributing and all those things. I just want to thank you and let's keep growing this community together. It's educational, it's fun, uh, can even be profitable if you want, but at the very least, anyone can afford this from um, wherever they are in the world. They can have some kind of mineral collection, and uh, even making jewelry out of it in, is uh, can be done very, very affordably, almost free. I remember I met a guy one time that found old scraps of wire and was able to take glass and rocks and things and shape the wire to make jewelry that he would sell on the corner and uh, so it, it goes from these extravagant stone of the year to diamonds to just common stones that can be made into jewelry or minerals that can be found and enjoyed by everyone across the globe no matter what your situation so I want to thank you all and remember rock hounds don't die they petrify <laughs>